You're listening to the City Church Downtown Podcast. Now here's Yolanda Lopez. It's, it's good to be here with y'all today. It always is every time I come down here. You know, it's amazing because he says, he's called me the Oracle ever since I've come to work at City Church. And the other thing that he said was that I mentor a lot of people through chaos in their lives. And uh, I do. But I can only do that because I understand because I've experienced chaos in my life. So for a long time, I thought chaos and drama were normal or were, should be the norm. And then I realized, oh, no, that's not the norm. Being at peace, even the middle of chaos should be our norm as believers. And so that's what I, I look at as well. So let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Father God, I just come before you in the precious name of Jesus, and Lord, I just ask you to pour out your spirit upon us, to stir that spirit within us, and to speak to us, Father, the words that you desire for us to hear. I just thank you for that in Jesus' name, amen. You know, one of my favorite pastimes growing up as a kid was skipping stones across the surface of a smooth lake. Have any of y'all ever done that? You just pick up those stones and try to find the smoothest, flattest ones you can, and then you haul off and you watch it hit the water, and it creates ripples. And you see how many ripples it can create or how many times it's hit. Well, it's like that with choices. See, every choice that we make creates a ripple effect on our lives, as well as the lives of those around us. And the choices we have made throughout life determine where we are and what we're becoming. Our choices tell what we really want, love, and think. They determine our priorities. In fact, I have to share with you that just last month I made a choice. I made a choice not to pay the CPS bill when I got it, okay? Not because I didn't have the money, but because I decided to do it later because I wanted to spend my money on something else right at that moment. That was my choice, right? But Stephen Covey, author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, says this, while we're free to choose our actions, we're not free to choose the consequences of our actions. So I made my choice not to pay the bill, but PCS, CPS gave me the consequences, right? So all of a sudden, I received this pink notice in the mail, the one that says you're fixing to be disconnected. I thought, oh, shoot, okay. So what do I quickly do? Well, it meant I had to pay a late fee on the bill that I didn't pay in time. Then I had to get on the phone to expedite the matter, to make it happen in a hurry. And I had to pay them a fee in order for them to process the bill. So I just paid more money to these people instead of paying my bill on time. But that was my choice, right? So I want you to think about your life right now. And as fast as you can, I want you to think about the two best choices you have ever made in your life. Two choices that you say were some of the richest, deepest blessings in your life. So I want you to think about that for just a few seconds. Now, some of you are sitting to one of your good choices, right? No? 
Well, if you don't think you are, you better pat him on the leg and say, you were a good choice for me, honey. You know, because it's a long day today if you don't. So, <laughs> so making choices. And some of you are sitting here because of a choice that you made in response to God and to his offer through Christ. And others of you are thinking of a time that you chose to make a decision that was counterculture, and you ended up in a job that you were made for. And you look back and you think, man, I can't believe I get to do that. I do that. And these choices created a positive ripple effect. It, it did something positive. You chose a spouse who is an encourager, and he or she supports your dreams and creates a loving environment for you and your family. Your decision to follow Christ opened doors of opportunity you couldn't have imagined, and your life has never been the same again. Your choice of jobs makes it easy to wake up in the morning and pursue your passion. See, these were wise choices. But now, I want you to think about that one choice that you have made, that if you could, you would take it back in a split second. The one that created chaos in your life. The choice you just thought, oh my, what the heck was I thinking? That was unwise. That was unbiblically wise. And in fact, that choice cost you a lot. It could be a choice that cost you a lot of money. It could be a choice that cost you a relationship. It could be a choice that, for the moment, promised a lot of pleasure, but it delivered a lot of pain. Can you think of any? Well, for some of you, what about that parking ticket that you decided not to pay? That parking ticket didn't triple all by itself. It tripled because you made a choice consciously or unconsciously, not to pay it. What about another shutoff notice from the electric company because you chose to use the money for something else because you thought you could wait and then the pink notice came. Each of these choices created a negative ripple effect. That parking ticket became a warrant for your arrest and led to a suspended license. That unpaid bill the electricity got shut off. See, those type of choices really created needless chaos in your life. George Jones, a country and western singer, wrote a song, Living and Dying by the Choices We Make. And part of the chorus says this, I've had choices since the day I was born. There were voices that told me right from wrong. And if I had listened... No, I wouldn't be here today. Living and dying with the choices I've made. He realized that the chaos in his life, his alcoholism, his divorces, etc., were a result of the choices he had made in his life. He came to realize that one night when he almost died as a result of drinking and driving. George Jones's choices had a ripple effect which impacted him and those around him, his wife, his children, his career, and ultimately the decision of his life. Well, you know what? 
The Bible's full of stories that show the effects of choices. And today, I want to share one of those stories with you. And it's the story of Abram and Sarah, found in the book of Genesis. And they had choices to make. And the choices they made created a ripple effect that shaped their life and impacted future generations. You see this story in Genesis 16, verses 1 through 16 and 9. But first, I want to give you a little background story. And we find that in Genesis 15. In Genesis 15, God made a promise to Abraham when he was 80 years old. Now, this is what he said. The Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram. For I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, Oh, sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eleazar of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own who will be an heir to everything that I have. God said, you shall have a son, and you shall have an heir. And Abram believed the Lord. Like in any good story, any movie that you see, we're going to fast forward 10 years later. Well, 10 years later, he still didn't have a son, and he still had no heir. Oh. But when we pray, we want answers like this. When, Lord, when, Lord, when, Lord... When are you going to give me that? When are you going to answer this prayer? It was 10 years, and God had not fulfilled the promise that he made to Abram. See, Abram had God's promise, and Abram desired a son. And Sarah, Sarah was so frustrated because she couldn't provide him a son. But this combination of desire and frustration prompted an unwise choice. See, the desire for a child was not bad, but their means to have one was wrong. Believing they had found a shortcut, they acted. They made a decision. And we find this in Genesis 16, 1 through 4. Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, had not been able to bear children for him, but she had an Egyptian servant named Hagar. So Sarai said to Abram, the Lord has prevented me from having children. Go and sleep with my servant. Ladies, don't go there. Don't go there, okay? Go sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abram agreed with Sarai's proposal. So Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abram as a wife. This happened 10 years after Abram had settled in the land of Canaan. Did you see that? Did you see that the, the choice, the choice to do it their way created ripples in their life? She, they threw that stone, said, we're going to do it our way. We're not going to wait on God. It's been too long. I'm too old. Let's do it. Let's just do something. The first ripple produced a troubled home. 
It was full of chaos, anger, resentment, jealousy. And there was conflict between Abram and Sarai. There was conflict between Abram and Hagar. And there was conflict between Hagar and Sarai. Genesis 16, 4 through 6 says, So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar, and she became pregnant. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress, Sarai, with contempt. You see, it was every woman's desire to bear children for her husband, especially sons. And Hagar was able to do this while Sarai could not. And the result took Sarai by surprise. See, Hagar began to despise and look down on Sarai, evidently believing that she was better because she could have children and Sarai couldn't. The ripple effect produced pride and disrespect, filling the home with turmoil, with chaos. What did Sarai do? She lashed out and immediately accused Abram of the problem. And this is what verse 5 says. This is all your fault, all of it. I put my... I put my servant into your arms. But now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show who's wrong, you or me. And Abram replied, look, she's your servant. You do what you see fit. Then Sarai treated Hagar so harshly that Hagar finally ran away. The second ripple, established an abusive environment. There was no sorrow. Nobody was happy because if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. And Sarai was no happy mama. There was plenty of sorrow and unhappiness. See, Abram refused to intervene, reminding Sarai that Hagar was hers. He removed himself from the situation and became a spectator with the affairs of his family. And Abram chose to ignore the relationship and their problem became worse as a result. The third ripple produced a troubled heart. Hagar ran away because of Sarai's cruelty into the desert. See, the only person who could stop this from happening does nothing. Instead, Hagar moves on. And on her own, Hagar fears not only for her own life, but for the life of her child. But the angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. The fourth ripple affected future generations. See, God had seen what had happened and sent this angel to help her. And the angel tells Hagar that she must go back to Sarai, that there's no other place for her to go. But the angel tells her something very startling. The angel says, I will so increase your descendants that they will be too numerous to count. Now, if you knew the story, God had told Abram that that his descendants would be too numerous to count. Now the angel is telling Hagar that her descendants would be too numerous to count. 
See, the angel promises that Hagar's son Ishmael will survive. And not only that, he will be a wild donkey of a man. Now, I'm not going to interpret that in our language, okay? His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. So Hagar returns to Sarai. And in time gives birth to his son, to her son. And she names him Ishmael. So through this son, Abram becomes the father of those today who profess the faith of Islam. Today they continue to threaten Israel and world peace. That ripple effect, future generations. Did you see the ripples? Did you see the chaos? created by the choice they made to get ahead of God, to do it their way without seeking what he wanted. They chose to do what was right in their own eyes. Have we ever done that? Chose to do what was right? As a result, did you see the ripples? Produced a troubled home full of chaos, anger, resentment, jealousy, and conflict. Established an abusive environment. There was sorrow and nobody was happy in that home. It produced a troubled heart because Hagar was abused and Abram and Sarah's lives were never the same again. And it affected a future, future generations because Ishmael's descendants have been and continue to be in conflict with Isaac's descendants. The impatient Abram, along with his wife Sarai, chose to do it their way. And they threw a stone into the river of their life and created ripples that affected them, their family, and the entire world. Now tell me that choices aren't important and giving thought to choices isn't important. Ephesians 5, 15 through 16 says this, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best of time because the days are evil. Look carefully how you walk. Look carefully how you choose because your life is made up of the sum total of your choices. I am the sum total of my choices. My choices make up my story. Thank goodness I learned to make better choices. Have you realized how important it is? Because your choices call a ripple effect on you, your family, your future. And it's critical to learn to make wise choices by seeking the Lord, by searching his word, by praying, and then major decisions seeking counsel. So what I want us to do right now, I don't know if you have decisions to make right now, but you make them every single day. The minute you wake up, you're making decisions. Some are minor, some can be major. So please bow your head with me. And I want to pray this prayer, and you can repeat it after me if you want. Father God, you know that every day I must make decisions which affect my life and could affect the lives of others. Help me make right decisions. I pray for your wisdom in each situation. I realize that the decisions 
that are to be made must never be in conflict with your word. Please help me not to choose what I want to do, but what you want me to do. Let me not be swayed by fear, selfish love, or personal ambition. I ask, Lord, what will you have me to do? And I will wait for your direction and accept your leading. Father God, sometimes I'm a little hard of hearing, so please send me an answer that I cannot miss. I ask because I desire to honor you in all my choices. In Jesus' name. One other thing I have to do, because one of the important, most important choices I ever made was to choose to believe and follow Jesus. Cannot tell you what a major decision that was. That my life turned 180 degrees to something I could have never imagined. Because certainly standing on this stage today was not on my radar but it was on God. It radically changed my life. It changed my way of thinking, my way of living, and my way of making choices. And the choice that I made to follow him created a ripple effect then and continues to affect the lives of others because of what he's called me to do. So if you've never made that choice to follow Jesus, I want to provide you an opportunity right now See, this choice has a potential of turning your life upside down, or maybe I should say right side up, and could impact, that will impact your family, yourself, and future generations. The scriptures say that all have sinned. We have all done things that are wrong, and because of that, we're separated from God. But if we believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and took the penalty for them and ask him to save us, we can have a right relationship with God. So if you're ready to choose to follow him, please repeat this prayer after me. Please bow your heads and repeat. God, I thank you for loving me. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to be part of your family. Thank you for the sacrifice you made for me through your son, Jesus. And right here, right now, the best way I know how, I accept it. I accept that he died on the cross for my sins. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for accepting me into your family. In Jesus' name. I choose Jesus. Can't think of a better choice. Tell you what, it's the one choice you'll never regret. Many others we do. But that's one choice we will never regret. And as the prayer team comes down, they'll be up front to pray with you if you need some prayer in helping make some decisions in your life or if anything else. Learn to choose wisely.
Because the people that are, the choices you make impact your wife, your children, future generations, the world around you. So I want to pray a quick blessing. Father, just bless your people. Bless them, Father. And give them wisdom and discernment and learning to make good choices, Father, that, that lead to calmness and a peace within the chaos or the storm that life hits at us, making good choices, Father. And I thank you for that. Before you leave, don't forget, as believers, we choose to give our tithes to the storehouse of God, which is your church. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. Good day. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit citychurchdowntown.com.